You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What is up, Packers fans? Welcome to a brand new podcast on the Acme Packing Company feed for Cheddar or Worst. I am your one of your hosts, Chris Burke. Uh, you may remember me from such podcasts as I Love Gold. Uh, show I recorded with Tyler Brooke during the season, recapping uh, the 13 wins and the four losses of the Green Bay Packers, as well as, uh, well, we won't talk about how the season ended. Um, I am joined by two fantastic co-hosts on this one. I am joined by our social media manager, Lindsay Hansen. Lindsay, how's it going? Hey, Chris, I'm doing okay. How are you? Uh, you know, the, the, it's, it's a heavy, heavy for our first show. I know it's, uh, Pretty heavy. Um, we'll get into that uh, in a moment. But I also want to introduce our other co-host, uh, who may or may not be related to Lindsay, Wendy Hansen, who also was a previous <laughs> social media manager. Lindsay, how are you? Oh, uh, well, <laughs> I'm good. I, you know, I've been called worse. I've been called worse. <laughs> um, well, you know. No, I'm... <laughs> I'm doing great. I, uh, I agree with, with Chris's statement, you know, it's kind of a, a heavy, hard time right now. Um, and I think, uh, being able to sit down with, um, the people that you love and respect and, um, you know, finding those little joys, I think is, is the thing that really is keeping us all going right now. So I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to sitting down with you both and and talking Packers for a little bit. Yeah, you know, it's def- definitely a welcome distraction. And obviously, you know, for, for the sake of transparency's sake, uh, this is the second time we tried to record this podcast. First one, we had some technical difficulties on, uh, decided to try to re-record, and then unfortunately, um, the tragic situation that has broken out in Ukraine took place. So we decided just to kind of take a little bit of a mental day, mental health day, you know, recoup ourselves, obviously, you know, Football sports will still be there, um, but we also, I think, I think I speak for everybody on the FB Packing Company staff, and we send our best to everybody overseas in Ukraine and just a, what is not just a sad, but a scary situation. Uh, we're obviously all hoping cooler heads and peace will prevail. Yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely calling for peace. That's, that's for sure. Um, yeah, things are, some things are bigger than football and, and this is definitely one of those things in our hearts and thoughts just go out to everyone over there absolutely yeah yeah you know football kind of becomes a trivial thing at that point but you know with with every with this going on in the world you know hopefully we can kind of bring some joy to your day um i know it's has not exactly been the most pleasant week on planet earth but uh hopefully we can uh bring some levity and um you know kind of take your mind off of things for for a moment but we definitely want to make sure that um anybody listening over, over in Ukraine, if we have anybody listening on our feed, uh, our hearts are with you. Uh, hang in there. And uh, if you need anything, please uh, reach out to any of us on social media. Um, we're here. So to shift gears, you know, so 
as I mentioned earlier, this is a brand new podcast for Acme Packing Company. We're just getting into the off season. So with the name of For Cheddar or Worst, which is obviously a pun name, but, um, you know, it. What we're, our show is mainly going to be a news, you know, a current, current events, you know, news around the Packers podcast. So For Cheddar, meaning the good or Gouda, pardon the pun, news, um, you know, we're going to talk about some of the good things that have been happening around the Packers, some of the bad things, you know, with the or things that could go bad, you know, with going into the offseason. You know, it's kind of mainly going to be rumor season right now, um, especially surrounding a quarterback, which uh, we will get into in a moment. But uh, and we basically, go for, ahead, better, for better or worse, we are uh, Packer fans to the end. So, <laughs> that, that else. <laughs> Yeah, that's very, very true. Um, as painful as it can be at times, mm-hmm. you know, it could also be a, could be a lot worse. We could be in Detroit or, um, Oof. Poor Detroit. Or, or, or Washington. Yeah. That, uh, I called, I've called them poverty franchises before and, uh, I'll stick with that. Just or Cleveland. It, I mean, let's be, let's be honest. I mean, yeah. Cleveland's a- much <laughs> as I love the Browns. I, I was really pulling them for him this year i really wanted it to be the packers Browns. So, yeah, the C- cleveland cleveland kind of got cleveland's gotten a lot better they're nowhere near as bad as they were but you know with the bengals now winning this with the bengals making it to the super bowl this year i believe detroit now has the longest playoff win drought um i think it's also since 1991 so uh only one way to go up is in detroit but uh so my, my birth yeah. year that's when i was born <laughs> so 30 years they've <laughs> Poor guys. <laughs> Poor guys. Yeah. Um, so we're obviously we're going to be focusing on the good and bad news. Um, when the season gets closer, obviously, like we said, the offseason is just getting started. We're going to focus on, you know, when we get into the games, what went right, what went wrong. But we're also going to look ahead uh, to the next opponent, you know, what could go right and what could go wrong. Because as we know in the NFL, there is no – there are no guarantees, as we've all witnessed. Um so that's kind of our game plan for the show. Um, I, it'll be a weekly show once the season gets started. Uh, Lindsay will be my regular co-host. Let, uh, Wendy will be popping in uh, every once in a while, but it'll at least be Lindsay and I um, moving forward. Uh, but yeah, like I said, it'll be a weekly show during the regular season. Uh, we'll probably get into a couple around free agency, um, especially when a certain quarterback named Aaron Rodgers makes his, finally makes his decision. Oh, is, playing something, future. is something going on? I'm not, I, I'm not sure what, what's happening there. Soon. Soon. He's on. Soon. No Soon. one is Soon. talking about it guys. No one. Uh, I have kind no of, idea but isn't it saying. kind of nice? Isn't it kind of nice <laughs> to not have the world talking about Aaron Rodgers? I'm, I'm kidding. It's, it's so much you all. It's just every, I, every <laughs> move that man makes when he takes a breath, the world. Talks yeah. About it. It's recorded. It's yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the thing, like, there, I don't know if he still does it, but there was a story out about, and we'll, we'll get right into this. So in our good news area, the cheddar section of our podcast, um, Aaron Rodgers went on Pat McAfee on Tuesday, uh, where we all thought he was going to announce his plans for the 2022 season, um, especially after that cryptic Instagram post the night before, uh, after a, turns out that was actually after a cleanse, and he immediately, at least he let off his appearance on McAfee by saying, Oh, you know, nothing to announce today, but that almost felt like one of the biggest troll jobs he's pulled in a long history of troll jobs. Which is Um, saying something. Yeah. 
He's the MVP for many reasons, including that of being the biggest troll um, that we have come to see and know. And, you know, I, I, I think that, you know, his post was genuine and, um, he was very heartfelt in expressing his gratitude for the organization, for the people in his life that really have helped propel him to where he is today. Uh, but the timing of it all couldn't have been <laughs> more uh, ironic and and kind of planned. Um, and I think he knows that on some level. Um, he's a very smart man. And I think, you know, that was part of it. Uh, but it just makes it so frustrating as a fan. <laughs> I mean, I will say, like, I didn't find anything wrong with that social post. Um, it was all positive and it was all, you know, he he's a big he's a big uh, proponent of reflection. And he has done that, you know, countless times where especially on the Pat McAfee show where, um, you know, after he had covid, he uh, he said that, you know, and he just, he's always talking about gratitude and being thankful for the moment, living in the moment. So I really didn't think that it was far off or, um, or calculated to a certain degree. I, I do agree with you guys in that, like, he definitely knew what he was doing, right? Like he, he did, he is smart enough to to realize that everyone is is watching his every move right now because we still don't know what his plan is. So um I think it's a it's a mixed bag for me. But the messaging, I mean, no one can get mad at that, right? Like no one can be mad about someone being grateful and and um and and putting positivity out there, especially right now in the midst of everything going on. So um yeah, that's that's kind of how I feel about it. Yeah, I'm at that point where I just I'm, you know, I'm ready for him to make a decision. I just want this to end. He can retire, trade, stay, turn into an elephant. I don't care. Just I just want this to end. Um, I mean, it's nowhere near at the same time, though. It's nowhere near as dramatic and as drawn out, you know, with the exception of last year, obviously. But that was kind of a different deal. This has this is not a Brett Favre situation. Um, I just want him to make a decision because I am getting at least every day, every few days, I'm probably getting five messages from people that I haven't talked to since I was in high school. And that was it's my 20 year reunion this year to add some context. Uh, people, what do you think is happening with Rogers? What do you think is happening with Rogers? I'm like, can we just get this over with, please? Purely selfish standpoint. The man has clearly earned. <laughs> yeah. a, the, man, the man has clearly earned the right to take as long as he needs to make this decision. I mean, it's the fact a big that he's, one. it's a big decision. Oh, it is. There's actually, you know, he, the man has a lot of money, true, but this, there's a lot of money at stake. And for the Packers, who the future of the franchise is at stake. And at least he's giving the Packers, you know, he's like, I don't want to string the organization out. You know, that's not fair to them. So, I mean, that's obviously yeah. a, so where, let's get into some predictions here on where your vibes are on what's going to happen with him. Um, has anything changed since our uh, what turned out to be a dress rehearsal podcast. I'm, just, I'm, <laughs> I'm leaning towards that. He's coming back. Um, 100%. It's, it, I just think it's, it's the arrows are pointing that way. And just the way he's thanked the organization. And by the way, major kudos to Brian Gutekunst, Mark Murphy and Russ Ball for mending that relationship. Cause they actually had to change some things. I'm sure 
to, you know, how they operate. And uh, we thought they wouldn't be able to get back to that, but this was the last dance. Um, I wrote last year when he announced that he was back that I'm like, hold your horses. They could fix this, even though it looked like there was a snowball's chance in hell of it happening. But, you know, I got to give the Packers credit for not only listening, but changing some of the things. And Aaron Rodgers is a stubborn, stubborn man sometimes. And they made him, they made him happy. So if the Packers do end up losing out on him, um, it was for, they at least tried, they swung for the fences. So I'm, I'm still thinking he's coming back, but uh, where do you, where do you two stand? I 100% think and believe that he's coming back. I always have. Um, but especially with all the recent moves that the Packers have made in terms of pushing money out as far as possible for 2022 season, I, I, take that as a sign that they're doing everything they can to free up that money for Rogers and Adams. Um, The change from last year around this time to this year is, I mean, it's just a complete 180. I I really think that um, they are on as good of terms as you can be with, you know, with an organization and, and then NFL is still a business. Um, so I'll, I'll say business, but, um, I, I do feel it in my bones that he's coming back. And I, I think the Packers are, are literally doing everything they can to, uh, to make that happen. Uh, they don't want to lose him. I mean, who, who would like, whether or not you agree with him off the field, what he is able to do on the field is something that only, only a couple people have ever been able to do in the history of of football. So um, of course they don't want to lose that. And, you know, I don't as a fan, because I really, really would love to see the Packers go to the Super Bowl and win it all. It has been way too long. Um, and you know, in my, in my opinion, Rogers is the only person or he's, he's the best person, not the only person he's the best person to make that happen. And I think the, the Packers, you know, obviously feel the same way. I'm going to be the the contrarian here. Sorry, guys. Uh, I, I don't think he's going to come back, uh, nor do I, (laughs) really want him to come back. Not that I don't like Rogers. I think he, like Lindsay said, has been one of the most instrumental quarterbacks of the Packers organization, you know, and the NFL. Um, and he took our team to levels that I can't even really wrap my head around. Um, but I also feel like right now is the perfect opportunity to really, begin that next chapter, we begin to, you know, rebuild and restructure this team um, so that it is in a good position, you know, three years down the road, five years down the road. I think that the Packers right now are in general looking for, you know, that quick gratification, that quick fix, that one more year um, where we could potentially, you know, make it to the Super Bowl, go all the way. Um, and while I would love that, I would love that, you know, beyond anything in my being right now, I feel that it's going to put us in a position in a hole 
you know, down the line that it's going to be really hard for us to get out of. Um, and I think that, you know, with potentially putting love in, um, and, and kind of, you know, putting him in a position where Rogers was when he started. Um, and I know that's, you know, you can't really compare the two right now. Um, but there is that chance that, you know, love could be great. He just hasn't been given that opportunity. And I think what better time, what better way to see what he truly has, um, than now. And, you know, I, I think that we, you know, have a solid core of guys, of players who could help, um, you know, really take us, um, and, and build us, as a team, um, to that, you know, caliber that we are, you know, or that we have been in the last few years. So, um, I know that's not the opinion that most people are thinking right now or hoping. Um, but you know, I, I just, I feel that it's time and, um, you know, would it be easier to say goodbye to him now than it would next year? Uh, probably not. I mean, it's going to be hard either way, but I think, you know, right now it's, it's the perfect opportunity to, to kind of, um, kick the wheels on this new, um, this new iteration of the Packers. And I'm, I'm excited to, to see kind of what happens. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm kind of separated on this one where what I want to happen and what I think is going to happen kind of diverge. I'm actually, what I would do, you know, if I were Goody, I'm kind of with you there, Wendy, I would just rip the bandaid off, so to speak. Um, because you know, the money situation, the salary cap is one thing. They can kick the can down the road. They, in theory, can make this work because the salary cap is going to grow the next couple of years and potentially really explode um, in 2024. So it's not so much what you can get for him as, you know, in terms of the money part of it. It's more about, you know, you can get a lot of talent in return from him in terms of draft picks, reload, build up a younger core, and maybe you can develop enough talent that Jordan Love doesn't have to be, you know, a walking god like we've had to have Brett Rod- Brett. Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers be the last couple of years. Maybe they just need Jordan Love or whoever's going to be the next quarterback to just be competent. You know, that's what Matt LaFleur's system is actually predicated on is making life easier for the quarterback. And when you've got a, you know, a world tier talent like Aaron Rodgers under center, you can do that. Um, that just makes, that's, that's a bonus, but you know, he can make, look what he did under with Matt Ryan in Atlanta. Matt Ryan's been a good quarterback and I wouldn't say he's otherworldly. You know, he had a good wide receiver with Julio Jones and, They've almost won a Super Bowl. They should have won the Super Bowl, twenty-eight to three. That that you know those those jokes have been run into the ground. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm I kind of I I'm with you there, Wendy, on what I would do. But I still think he's coming back. But I'm I'm ready to rip the bandaid off and you know to see the change happen. But uh, obviously, lot lot to go there. Um, I the ran ball a, is in. I ran a poll on um, on Acme uh, Twitter. And, um, there were like a couple thousand, uh, votes and I, you know, it was the question, do you think Roger's coming back? And, uh, 75% said yes. So I think it is the general consensus that he will be back. And, you know, I don't know if it's for one more year or a couple of years. Um, but obviously there are people who don't want him to come back and want him to get traded and, and all of that, but um, I, I do think, you know, most people do feel that he is going to be back. And I bet you if you ran that poll again, Lindsay, and just rephrased it saying, what would you do with Aaron Rodgers? You know, at this time, I bet you the response would probably still be, 
that they'd want him back, but I bet you it wouldn't be overwhelming. It probably, I bet you it would be closer, but um, that's, that's just kind of where I think my, the finger would be on Packer nation from what I've guessed, but uh, who knows a lot. He's we'll find out soon enough. Yeah. Soon. Um, (laughs) That's all we've been hearing. (laughs) Um, And I know when, I know when the news is going to break for anybody listening, it's probably going to come this week from everything we've been hearing, but I am flying out to Dallas on Friday morning. Um, so sometime between about 6.30 and 9.30 Central Time on Friday when I'm in the air is when this is probably going to break. If not there, on Saturday night um, when I'm at an event is what I'm flying out to Dallas for, for about 4 o'clock until 7 p.m. this coming week. Keep an eye on those two time slots because that's when I'll be occupied. And I guarantee you, knowing how much Aaron Rodgers hates me, that that's when those, that news is going to break. So It's, it's the this, Burke curse. Exactly. It's, the, the Burke luck is undefeated. Um, for sure, but um, we'll have some discuss- more discussion on Rodgers. So that's obviously the big, big news surrounding the Packers so far uh, this February. But second to that, in hindsight of you know the post mortem of that loss to the 49ers, Green Bay special teams. Um, they were terrible last year. I don't think we need to recap. We don't need to do a uh, <laughs> an autopsy post- on that one. We don't need to, yeah. to relive. Yeah, that was. Uh... <laughs> That was horrendous. On the the positive side, Matt LaFleur swung for the fences, uh, landing Rich Bisaccia, the former interim coach of the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, who was also their special teams coordinator before uh, John Gruden got fired for being an idiot, um, or before he resigned for being an idiot. Excuse me, I want to make sure we're accurate there. So Matt LaFleur, when he got hired in Green Bay, nearly got Darren Rizzi to coach special teams, lost out on him, and then went with Sean Menenga. And missing out on Rizzi, I, it seems like put a hex on the special teams for the past two years. Matt LaFleur is going into his fourth season. Bisacci is now going to be his third off, uh, third special teams coordinator. But, uh, boy, uh, he's actually very qualified. And I think that probably so far, because they're probably not going to be able to do much in terms of free agency this year due to the salary cap. Bisacci might be the biggest signing the Packers made. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what he can do. Same. I am very, 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 very happy um, that that we were able to, uh, you know, to snag him, bring him to Green Bay. Um, I mean, his the, the history speaks for itself in terms of the teams that he has coordinated um, and and coached. Uh, you know, the Bucks, Chargers, Cowboys, and Raiders. Obviously, this past season. Um, who came in 11th special teams in the league, which a lot of people are like, you know, they're, they're like, why is everyone so excited about, you know, about this guy? It's not like he's, he's not, he doesn't walk on water. Um, But compared to the last few years, literally there is no, nowhere but up to go in terms of (laughs) efficacy and I just I think that he's going to be a great addition and I I do think that he can um he can turn things around at least you know so that we're not dead last in the league um which again like I said anything will be an improvement so so yeah I mean I'm I'm really looking forward to it and um excited to see what he does maybe we can get uh you know a couple couple players to uh to step up in that role too and and uh see how that see how that goes but I'm I was stoked when I heard the news that he got he got uh hired so it'll be good yeah I'm I'm super pumped I think 
<clears throat> piggybacking off of what Lindsay said, we only have up to go from here. And I mean, he's not a consolation prize. He is a fantastic grab. Uh, I think, you know, what really excites me is not only his wealth of knowledge, uh, but also his leadership capabilities. I mean, he was really someone who stepped up uh, during one of the most controversial times in the history of the Raiders. Um, and he turned them into a playoff team under that interim tag, which is no easy feat. I think he, you know, under the leadership of LaFleur, he's going to be able to do so many great things with this team. And just having the ability to really form and shape uh, this the special team, I think, is going to be huge. It's something that we've needed for a very long time. Um, and the opportunity is now to be able to do that. So, yeah, I'm very, very pumped to, to have him on board. Yeah, you know, the way the Packers are set up, they don't need him to be otherworldly. They don't need to have Desmond Howard redux, although that would certainly be nice. They just need them to be competent. Um, special teams put that put Green Bay in so many holes last year. Uh, that they just need them to be steady. You know, if they got them up to like 15th, 16th in the league, I, that would be such a vast improvement. I could live with that. Obviously, if it's better, fantastic. Love it. But uh, yeah, they just they just need to get better. Um, so moving on to another good news, uh, in, as the coaching carousel continued to turn, uh, big congratulations to Marshfield, Wisconsin's own Adam Stenovich, Green Bay's New offensive coordinator, was the offensive line coach the past two years. Uh, he got the internal promotion uh, with Nathaniel Hackett leaving to Denver to be his new head, to be their Denver Broncos' new head coach. Uh, Stenovich, that's obviously a big keep. Uh, there were concerns that you know, he was going to get plucked to go somewhere else as an offensive coordinator after the phenomenal job he did with Green Bay's offensive line last year, which was an infirmary in and of itself. Uh, they, I forgot how many combinations they had it on the offensive line last year, but it was crazy. Uh, in the job he's done the last two years, uh, very happy for him to get a promotion, allow some continuity, gives him a next step up to develop. And I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, you know, Matt LaFleur's coaching tree sprung its first branch with uh, Nathaniel Hackett's. If they don't miss a beat on offense next year again, I think Stenovich could be the second. He is a rising star on uh, somebody to definitely watch. Oh, yeah. I mean, first off, Wisco native, you love to see it. Um yeah, I mean, he, it, it's such, uh, it, it's great news. And I'm really excited that he, uh, I mean, you know, he coached Bakhtiari and Lindsley um, during their all pro seasons and uh, developed, you know, uh, Jenkins into the Pro Bowl that, uh, Pro Bowl guard that he is. Um, and despite the OL turnover, you know, we still finished ninth in scoring. Uh, 10th in total offense and tied for 11th and fewest sacks allowed uh, at 33 um, for, for this season. I mean, there were nine, was it nine injuries like that he had to work, (laughs) work around and, and try and figure out. And he did, I mean, it was so impressive. Um, And obviously Bakhtiari was out almost or not almost all season, except for, you know, a snap and, the Lions game. Um, but yeah, there was just so much turnover and so many core injuries and he, he made the best of, of what he had. And, uh, it, it's really impressive. So congrats to him. I uh, can't wait to see, you know, what he does in his new role. 
Yeah, I'm, I was super pumped to see um, that they did that. He's, um, I think, going to have a really big influence and, and just knowing the team um, and, you know, that that goes a long way. And that's, you know, that familiarity, that uh, level of respect that the players have for him um, is something that, you know, oftentimes really creates those um, long lasting and, and strong, you know, bonds and, and the chemistry um, and just, you know, being able to take his word um, and run with it. And I think, you know, the players are really going to gain a lot of uh, knowledge and, and skill from um, the things that he's done already. So yeah, I'm, I'm super pumped to, to have him. Yeah, I'm just glad he didn't get, you know, I, I was concerned personally when Hackett got the job that Stenovich was going to be his offensive coordinator. Yeah. Uh, instead, instead, he got Luke Getze, still a bummer, um, quarterback coach that Aaron Rodgers absolutely adored. Uh, but they replaced him, and um, we'll get to this in a moment, with somebody else that Aaron Rodgers really loved. So really uh, no, no, um, nothing lost there, not to disrespect Luke Getze, but you know what I mean, just they didn't, you know, they lost somebody Rodgers respected, but they also got somebody – to replace him, the Rogers respect. So it doesn't really affect the Rogers decision, but yeah, I think Stenovich is going to do well. Uh, he'll obviously still have his hands in the offensive line just because that's, you know, where he coached. Um, Luke Butkus is the new offensive line coach, nephew of Chicago bears and apparently Twitter legend, um, Dick Butkus. Oh if you have not seen his tweets. Uh, fantastic. Um, fantastic. <laughs> If like I'm having a bad day, I will just go to his Twitter feed and read him like a soliloquy. Like they're just, they're so <laughs> funny. They're so outrageous and ridiculous. And he's just already like the perfect, um, I don't know. Like I, I, I'm already excited to see what he's going to do during the season. Like as he follows along with us too, like it's, it's great. I mean, he, he burns green Bay, but at least we can laugh at ourselves a little right? bit, you know? So I mean, yeah. <laughs> So that's, you know, that keep it, keeping the good vibes going there. Uh, Devondre Campbell caused a little bit of a stir uh, sharing on his Instagram with that infamous now that every player in the league seems to be using the peeking eyes emoji um, showing the outside of Lambeau field. So that was the day before his void year um, contract kicked in they, we Everybody thought that he might be working on an extension with the Packers still might be just because nothing came out. Doesn't mean nothing got done. Um, but they were not able to come to an agreement at that time for a long-term deal, but something still may come out. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if he was one of the first extensions we hear um, in the coming weeks. But uh, you know, was... there seem, seems to be that they're talking, but yeah, it seems like they're they're working towards something. Something's coming. I was really um, surprised that we haven't heard anything about that. Um, I thought for sure that we'd we'd hear, you know, that, that next day or, or a couple of days, uh, following it. Um, I mean, it's, it's a good sign that he was in back in green Bay. We cannot lose Campbell. He's phenomenal. Um, I mean, he's, he's truly like what he was able to do this year for us was instrumental in, our success, uh, you know, the entire season and, and the way, I mean, my God, our defense, this, like, I was just so proud of our defense and, um, and especially, you know, in the, in the dreaded, (laughs) the dreadful playoff game. Um, 
you know, they were the, they came out on top. They were phenomenal. And he is a huge part of the reason why. And we just, we, if they know what is good for this team, they will do everything to keep him. He is just as important as, you know, the other bigger names that we have um, that, that they're fighting for. We have to find a way to, to keep him. He's phenomenal. Yeah, they finally got to see what an inside linebacker, a good inside linebacker can do after, you know, the Packers, since A.J. Hawk was drafted in 2006, they really haven't paid too much attention to the inside linebacker position. Um, Brian Gutekunst signed Devondre Campbell very late into free agency. I want to say it was in June, and they saw the impact it had. Um, this week, um, Goody came out and said, hey, we actually wanted to sign Campbell a year prior. We just couldn't afford him. And this time they got him on a relatively cheap deal and turned out to be probably the steal of the offseason. But now that they've seen what an inside linebacker can do, I think, you know, I, I don't, I don't think they're going to be afraid to pay him. You know, it's not going to be an insane amount of money. Obviously I, he'll, he's going to get a significant pay raise, assuming he is back in green Bay, which he darn well better be. He better be. And it's, it's the perfect, like it's the perfect underdog story, right? Like, you know, he, uh, no one really, no one really saw all of the potential that he has. And the fact that we took a, a chance, quote unquote, on him and, uh, and he ended up being so integral. I just, I love a good underdog story and he is, he's just the greatest. I love him. I love him. He was such a pleasant hidden gem this past season. He was just so much fun to watch every play that he made. It seemed like was, an act that was next level, something that, um, you know, really epitomized who the Packers were and gosh, it just would be such a joy (laughs) to be able to keep him. Um, and, you know, honestly just see where he takes it next because his first year was just so instrumentally, you know, beyond what I thought we could ever have in that particular position. Um, and, you know, that's kind of what we've been hoping for, um, you know, in, in terms of just being able to play in such um, a way that, that he's shown he can. So um, gosh, darn it. We, we better be able to have him um, next year and, and years to come. I'm hoping. So stay tuned. He finally got uh, the uh, the the recognition and nod that he deserved when he um, made the the All Pro. Uh, Yeah, first team first team All Pro that he should have done. Didn't make the Pro. Didn't make didn't make the Pro Bowl. Snubbed again. Um, Yeah, but seems to be a thing with Packers linebackers. But yeah, exactly. That's that's that's, that'll look better in case of. when it comes down to a Hall of Fame candidacy, that's definitely going to look better than playing in a glorified flag football game that the Pro Bowl has basically become. Uh, moving Also in other free agency news now, um, Green Bay signed another kicker. There are now three kickers on the Green Bay roster. They signed Dominic Eberle, uh, who joins Mason Crosby and J.J. Bolson. And this seems to be setting the stage for a kicking derby. Um, Gutekun said he, Brian Gutekun said he's not committed to a kicker change, not planning on it, quote-unquote, but uh, – I think it's I, the signing of a third kicker, especially this early, I think says uh, the, that competition's open and we could be seeing the end of Mason Crosby and Green Bay. Well, I think Mason Crosby in, in the league, just in general, I think he's, um, I think he's definitely gonna, 
uh, retire, um, which I mean, he's, he was uh, so good to us and to the team. He, he was a, you know, a, a lifer, um, spent his whole career in green Bay and, um, we love him and I appreciate everything he did for the team. And, and obviously we don't know for sure yet if, uh, you know, if this is, um, if he's going to kind of hang up his hat here, but, um, I do think just based on his, uh, his efficacy, especially this past season, he's probably starting to consider, you know, starting to consider like his maybe, maybe next steps uh, in, in his life and kind of retiring, but um, I love him and wish him nothing but the best. And uh, I think this, you know, this kid Eberly, um, I think he, when he was a, a COVID replacement um, for, uh, week 16, um, he made two of three field goals, uh, including a 51 yarder. Um, so, I mean, he has, you know, he has potential. He's a kid. He's so young. I mean, I, I looked at his picture and I was like, oh my God, like you were, you were a baby. Um, so we'll see, we'll see, you know, what comes of it, but, um, but yeah, we'll, wish him you know i i hope he it'd be great to get another crosby level because i mean crosby was phenomenal he's one of the greatest uh greatest kickers in my opinion um you know at his prime especially he was so consistent and so reliable and um it'd be would be great to be able to replicate that in some sense well you know the other thing outside of aaron Rodgers, obviously mason crosby's really kind of the last of his kind. He is the last member of the Green Bay Packers to play with Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre. Uh, he was a rookie in 2007 during Favre's last year. So that just speaks to his longevity. Absolutely. Yeah, no, he, I think, yeah, has been the longest tenured Packer besides Rodgers at this point. So he's, he's seen some ish with us. He's gone through the ups and downs with us. He's, helped us, you know, get to the very tippy top of, you know, where we have been as a team. Um, and, you know, he's been fantastic, you know, but I think all players, you know, eventually get to that point where um, they've just, you know, they've reached that point where, you know, the consistency is not there. Um, and I, you know, it's no fault of his own. Um, and I, Honestly, you know, I, I wish we could keep him because he he's just he's a great guy, great human being, great player. Um, but I, you know, I unfortunately don't think um, that that's really in the cards. Um, we don't know for sure. But um, like Lynn said, you know, nothing but the best wishes for for Crosby. He's been, um, you know, a part of the ride with us for, for so long. Um, and it's going to see going to be sad to see him go. Yeah, you know, just and like you said, he's a, just a first class guy. Um, when his wife was diagnosed with breast cancer, the way the fan base just rallied around him, it's it's what we do here in Green Bay. Um, so Life's just it's, the greatest it's team in the NFL. <laughs> I just it was um, so it's going to be hard to see him go. But you know, like yeah. as we always say, the NFL is a business, and sometimes there's gut wrenching decisions um, as part of that. Uh, finally, one of the last topics in our good news column. Uh, Tom Clements returns as quarterbacks coach, old friend alert. Uh, Clements served as quarterbacks coach in Green Bay from 2006 to 11, uh, then offensive coordinator after that for a few more years. 
Uh, Aaron Rodgers holds him in high regards, even said on Pat McAfee show that the league is better when Tom Clements is in it. So, I mean, obviously, you know, this on the surface, this appears to be Green Bay dangling a carrot to get number 12 back. But even let's just play devil's advocate here and say Rodgers flat out retires. You cannot ask for a better tutor for a Jordan Love or any young quarterback for that matter. Kurt Benkert as well for uh, than Tom Clements. So uh, what do we what do we make of that hire? Oh, yeah, I am. Uh, I was surprised at that um, when that news broke. I uh, I think, you know, again, it, it goes back to them trying to do everything they can to, to get Rogers back um, and kind of sway his decision and in, in, uh, in their favor. But I mean, Clements was the uh, you know, he was the QB coach when we won the Super Bowl in 2011. So all I'm saying is he brings with him some good juju. And I really hope it rubs off this year, this next season, <laughs> because, um, it you know, 11 years is, is a, a long time. So it, it's cool to have him back. And I'm excited to see what he does. I mean, he has a phenomenal record. Um, and, you know, like you said, Rogers loves him, uh, respects, you know, respects the hell out of him. And if Rogers doesn't end up coming back or retires, um, you know, for love to learn under both Rogers for a few years and then also Clements, um, you know, I, I think that's just a recipe for success for the kids. So, um, so yeah. it's it's all good news for sure agreed I I love uh that we continue to bring guys who you know have been with the Packers organization there's just something you know so familiar about having a coach or a leader who you know knows the ins and outs of the the Packers and and I think that goes a long way in terms of you know building that trust that respect um, and, you know, he being a favorite and an influential coach to Rogers speaks volumes. And I think, you know, if um, he can do that with, you know, some of the biggest quarterbacks in the league, he can also do that with up and coming QBs like Love um, and really work with them to, you know, build that strength, that fortitude, um, you know, that skill on the field. Um, and, you know, in a way that really represents, um, you know, how we play and, and what we do um, as the, the Packers. So big, uh, big pick there. Um, I'm really excited to, to have him and, and see what he does this next coming season. So then, so obviously Clement's qualifications, as we said, are phenomenal. But one thing to remember, so a lot of people like to point out the Aaron Rodgers effect on coaches, you know, that sometimes the quarterback makes the coach and not vice versa. Clements did have obviously a big role in Rodgers' development because Rodgers was not looking so hot in 06. You know, it was still his second year in the league. But uh, he also played, you know, in developing uh, quarterback Packers legend named Matt Flynn. Uh, who, you know, through that one, he played really well in 2010 in that game against the Patriots um, when Rodgers was out with that concussion. Packers darn near won that game. And then a year later, when Rodgers was resting during that 15-1 and season, they made a, you know, he had that six-touchdown game, which we now call the Matt Flynn game. So it hasn't just been Rodgers. He's done a good job developing some other quarterbacks. So uh, real excited to have him back on staff. Uh, a lot of 
you know, definitely I think I'd love him seeing him love work with Jordan Love, uh, pardon the redundancy there. But uh, <laughs> uh, so moving on to the last good topic, and I guess this is good, but also kind of bad is uh, David Bakhtiari's contract has, you know, he's the next one up on the uh, wheel of restructuring the Packers are making to not only get under the cap, um, but also to be able to get under the cap enough to be able to potentially throw the franchise take on Devontae Adams in the next couple of weeks. Um, so Bakhtiari, you know, they reworked his contract a bit, kicked some of the converted assigning bonus, moved some money around. Uh, they still, judging by how they structure this, the good news is they, you know, money, money talks in the NFL and they still, the way this is set up now is it looks like they're going to be able to, the Packers must feel pretty good about his knee going forward, despite some issues he had this year, you know, he tore the ACL late in the 20, at the very end of the 2020 regular season. But, uh, yeah, Bakhtiari's contract's now been redone, and now they're getting close under the cap. But uh, Bakhtiari's salary, though, however, his cap hit is approaching that of a franchise quarterback in the next couple of years. So there's probably going to be further restructures. But, yeah, Wendy, uh, Bakhtiari looks like uh, the Packers seem to have faith is, and he's going to be all right. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> I've missed him so much, y'all. Uh, I was so excited when he – um, you know, the, it, there was that game of, is he going to play? Is he not going to play? Is he going to play? Oh, maybe he's going to play. Oh, nope. He's not going to play. Um, and it just wrecked and ruined my heart, um, because he is just, you know, besides being a phenomenal player, um, I think his presence in the locker room and, you know, on the sideline with the guys, just bringing that level of energy and positivity, um, was extremely missed this past season. And to hear that he's, you know, doing well and that, you know, we restructured in order for him to, you know, have a chance to kind of prove himself. Cause I'm sure as a player, not being able to play for an entire season because of injury has got to be devastating. Uh, so I'm happy for him. I am really, you know, crossing my fingers and toes that he comes back strong, um, you know, giving him grace to, to get back to where he was, of course, because, you know, it's got to be hard um, jumping back into something that you, you know, haven't been doing for a while. Um, he's got the off season, but uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm super pumped to, to hopefully have him back. Yeah, and with the Bach is just, he's phenomenal. I mean, he's the greatest. He's so fun. He's so funny. Um, and he's such a great player. His, I mean, when he did play this, this season, um, you know, in the Lions game, I mean, my God, Rogers had days to throw the ball to figure out what he was going to do. And we haven't seen that all season. And so it was just such a, uh, such a cool thing to see. And, you know, definitely upsetting that he wasn't able to play in, in the playoffs because of his knee, but, um, Definitely a good sign that they extended him and reworked his contract. Um, you know, I, they've got to they've got to believe that he'll uh, he'll come back. And um, based on what we saw in the Lions game, his first time back, I mean, he did he did great. Um, so I, I have no doubt uh, that he's just going to continue crushing it, and and hopefully his knee uh, stays healthy for sure. Yeah, I, I agree with everything. That's he's the best off. He's the best left tackle in the NFL. You know, when he when he's on the field, you know, Rogers' blind side is on lockdown uh, and mm-hmm. allows Aaron to be a, the improvisational wizard that he is. Uh, Money wise, the Packers, you know, with this have kicked around twenty five, twenty nine million out of what they need. Still, much more work to do to get out of the red for the cap. 
there's going to be more cam kicking, more extensions um, coming. Uh, Russ Ball has only begun his wizardry, but uh, more news to come on that, so stay tuned. Uh, we're going to take a little quick break here um, for some ads, uh, and then we'll be right back to get into uh, the downside, the bad news, and uh, some of the not-so-happy things that have happened around the Green Bay Packers, um, so stay tuned. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, we are back. So now on to the or worst part of our program. Um, the, uh, the, big, uh, the other big albatross hanging around the Green Bay Packers, besides what's happening with Aaron Rodgers, is Devontae Adams and his contract situation. So he is set to become an unrestricted free agent. Uh, all signs had indicated that the Packers were going to put a franchise tag on him. Uh, they can do that anytime between now and the 8th of March. So they got about a week and a half to do it. Uh, so no deal for Devontae Adams yet. Uh, doesn't sound like from reports uh, from Tom Silverstein of the Journal Sentinel uh, that they have not had any talks since the end of last season. So on the surface, that would appear to be very bad. But, you know, I'd like to remind fans of this, you know, at this point last year, a year ago, I think everybody was convinced that Aaron Jones was going to be out the door. Uh, No way they were going to be able to resign him. And then out of the blue on the eve of free agency, showtime's back. He's staying in Green Bay. So just a reminder that just, you know, sometimes negotiations, even in this age of social media, can actually be done on the down low. But uh, so could be an Aaron Jones situation again. But, yeah, right now, no deal for Devontae Adams. And the tag is looking likely and that's not going to be cheap yeah um and based on based on the the McAfee uh interview that Rogers did this week um you know I think both of their decisions are reliant upon one another's decision and so it's this um, they, they definitely want to continue playing together wherever that is, whether it's in green Bay or, or somewhere else. Um, and I know that players don't particularly love the franchise tag. Um, but with the player like Adams, I mean, I, 
I just, it, it would be hard to imagine a, a Packers team without, without Adams, um, just because he's, he's one of the greatest receivers of all time to ever play the game. And uh, he's so fun to watch. I mean, the, the catches that he makes are just, they're sometimes impossible. It, it doesn't make any any sense from a logical standpoint why you know why he makes the catches that he does um he's just that good and uh I selfishly you know I I do want him um to be tagged and and so that he can be back uh, this this next upcoming season um because I I just don't want to see him on any other team so you know and that looking at the franchise tag if the Packers place the tag on him uh, it's a $19 million salary. Uh, rumor had been that he was looking for up to $25 million. Uh, that, could not, that could be true, could not be true. Only Devontae Adams and his agent really know um, what they're looking for. But uh, that's, it's not going to be cheap to keep him around. But I, Devontae and Aaron Rodgers both are smart enough to know that, hey, you know, one of us, there's going to have to be some give and take there. You know, if they want to keep playing together and also keep some talented pieces around them. So... Uh, definitely something to watch uh, moving on. Wendy, any thoughts on uh, number 17? Bring him back, <laughs> pay the man and bring him back. Um, I, you know, <laughs> I am worried that we're not going to be able to afford him. I'm also glad that he is asking for what he deserves. I think, you know, that's really important. Um, and I'm, I'm proud of him for doing that. Um, I just hope it's within a range that we can uh, actually <laughs> uh work with so also fingers crossed on that one um I I really want him back um as a human being as a player just off the charts amazing um so Packers do whatever you can to bring my boy back yeah you know that's that's it's an important thing to remember that he's getting what he deserves you know if I'm a player I'm getting the bag every chance I get you know people like to complain all these athletes are making way too much money and they're looking at it from the wrong point of view because it's the owners are the ones writing the check. So if somebody throws a check in front of you for $19 million, are you, if you turn that down, you're nuts. Um, so I, you know, a lot of people like to point the athletes for being greedy, but it's the owners that are willing to pay it. So I just, uh, something to keep in mind, you know, is the salary. People are going to have debates about the number of his salary uh, going forward. Uh, we mentioned Aaron Jones uh, earlier about how his deal came together last year. Uh, he also did a restructure. Uh, move some money around and it's looking very possible you know and we had this feeling um, I know at least we did on and the Acme Packing Company staff that he signed a four-year deal but the way the language of the contract was it could very possibly be a two-year deal uh, and it's looking like 2022 could be uh, number 33's last season in Green Bay which sucks because he's such a phenomenal player but at the same time uh, A.J. Dillon's ascension this last season uh, his kind of complicated that running back depth chart. And you can take, you know, a Dylan's going into his third year on his rookie contract. I, if you can use that as your starting running back over what Aaron Jones is making, I think, you know, I think we know what teams are going to decide. It just, it stinks because Showtime is such a fun guy and he's still a very good player, even if his productivity this year wasn't what we thought, it, um, what it was going to be. Well, the year he had though, too. Um, I mean, he did a lot of, a lot of good for the team as a whole. And he had a lot of, uh, you know, personal losses that he was dealing with off the field. And um, 
So, you know, I, I do think that that has a, um, I, I do think that contributes a little bit, right. Cause they're all, you know, still human. Um, but I don't want to lose him at all. He's such, he's such a good guy. I feel like I'm just on repeat at this point, but like we have so many good guys and, and phenomenal athletes on, on our team. And, um, it's the hardest part about each off season because you know, that, you know, the team is never going to look the same as it did the, the previous season. And so it's, um, it's always, it always sucks for sure. And Jones is, he's, uh, he's a great dude and a great athlete and, you know, in a perfect world, if we could keep Jones and Dylan, I mean, we would be, we would, you know, I don't want to lose them. I mean, they're such a dynamic duo, um, you know, a classic one, two punch for us. And, um, I don't know. I'm hopeful that maybe we can figure something out. Uh, and this, this season isn't Jones's last, um, but I love him. I don't want to see him go. Yeah. And to, to be clear, we're not talking like, Oh, this is going to, this is going to be, in, you know, the way it's structured, they, the Packers could move on from him after this year without much of a cap hit. Now, if he goes out and has a phenomenal season, which we all hope we do hope he does, um, you know, then that's going to be something they're going to have to revisit down in 2022. But unfortunately it's just a, it's again, we keep going back to it. It's a business and that's just the reality of the running back position in the current NFL. Uh, Wendy, your thoughts on Mr. Showtime? Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I think um, it's, it's hard to tell. And, and, you know, much like all of these transactions um, I'm hoping for the best um, and, you know, I really would love for him to stay. Um, but there's just, there's so many question marks and, um, you know, I, I think it's just being able to sit with the discomfort of not knowing right now. Um, and then, you know, hopefully, um, you know, being able to welcome back, welcome him back soon. Um, would I love for him to stay? Absolutely. Uh, is it possible? Yes. Um, but you know, that all is very dependent on a lot of other moving parts. Um, so I guess we just are going to have to wait and see (laughs) as sucky as that is. I'm just going to enjoy watching him play while he's in green and gold, you know? Yep. That's, you know, that's really all we can, that's really all, you know, fans can do, right. It's just Enjoy the moment because the NFL is so volatile. You don't know what's going to change from year to year. Um, speaking of turnover and more changes, uh, sad news in a way for the Packers, but I'm very happy for the guy. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett, offensive coordinator, now the head coach of the Denver Broncos, as we mentioned earlier. Uh, I'm putting this in the bad news because Rodgers was just heaping praise on Hackett throughout the years, saying he brings him so much joy. One of his favorite people in the building. Um, Hackett goes to Denver, which ironically enough, even dating back to last year has been floated as a very possible trade destination for number 12. Uh, again, I'm, I'm sad for the Packers, but I'm very happy for Hackett, who is just a phenomenal guy. And if you get to, if anybody ever gets a chance to meet him in person, he just, you, you know, you see that energy and the enthusiasm and how funny he is it, that, that is who he really is. It's, it's, it's not an act like some of these coaches put on. He's that dude. 
Um, so I'm super happy for him. And I think he's going to do well in Denver if he can get a quarterback. I just don't know if he wants. I'm just not sure we, they should give him this specific quarterback. Yeah, he's, um, I mean, he's, he's a great, 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 great coach. And I hear that he's also a, a really great guy too, which you always love. And, uh, you know, personally, I'm, I, I will always root for, uh, for the good guys to get the, the good things. Um, so I am happy for him. It's definitely a loss for Green Bay. I mean, under him, we had three consecutive 13 win seasons, um, including, you know, two back-to-back MVPs for Rogers. Um, you know, obviously this year he was, yeah, he was, he won that one again. Um, so, I mean, he could do a lot of good for the Broncos and it, it, you know, Broncos are a team that, that really needs it. And they, they kind of need that magic touch of his, um, but he will definitely be missed in, in green Bay. And um, I, I, you know, wish him nothing but the best and I'm rooting for him unless they play the Packers unless and until they play the Packers. And then I'm you know, obviously going to go with the Packers, but um, I'm, I'm happy for him. So you guys are both out in Colorado. So I'm sure have people been asking you guys about, Exactly who Nathaniel Hackett is? Have you been getting that from Broncos fans? <laughs> Not necessarily Hackett. Um, I anytime I wear any sort of Packers hat or shirt out in public, um, the conversation immediately steers to so Rogers, huh? <laughs> um, and that's one of the main reasons why I cannot have Rogers be playing for the Broncos. That would just oh my gosh, it would be too much, y'all. It'd be way too much. Um, but yeah, no, no Hackett news. Um, I think, you know, there, there are pockets of people out here who definitely recognize, um, him as a, you know, as a coach, as a leader, um, and are very happy that the Broncos have scored such an amazing, um, person, person. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, like y'all said, I'm, I'm very sad to see him go and I wish him nothing but the best. Um, I hope he doesn't do too well with the Broncos, um, but they need all the help they can get to. So it'll be fun to see what happens. Absolutely. And I always get the, uh, I always get the, oh, Hackett's, Hackett's in Denver. Rogers is going to follow. And I'm like, guys, <laughs> guys, just please, please just wait until he decides to, (laughs) um, they're certain of it. They're certain that he's going to come here. Um, he's going to follow Hackett. So, I mean, we'll see, but I also just think that Broncos fans are, are hurting for a, a good QB. And, um, obviously Rogers is just that he's, uh, he's a great QB. So, um, so yeah, I mean we'll we'll see, but do I think he's coming to Denver along with Hackett? No, not a chance. So I you know the thing I've noticed on Twitter is, you know, the Broncos fans seem to be deluded into thinking Rodgers is coming and that like it's it's already a done deal. And it seems like some of the Denver media is actually encouraging that and stirring oh, the pot. Oh, it absolutely is. Yeah. Am I am I am I reading that right? Yeah, it absolutely is. That's, that's, that's not journalism. You don't stir the pot. No, you report facts, you but, not. <laughs> yes. but that's, that's, that is a, that is a rant for another day in a different podcast. Yes. Your job is to report, not stir up trash. Um, <laughs> anybody, that's just, I mean, not trash because it could happen, but it's your job is to report the facts, not 
rile up your fan base. Um, we got somebody on the Packers beat that does that. <coughs> Bob McGinn. Oh, excuse me. Bad sneeze. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so moving any moving moving on to another, you know, we're talking, you know, cryptic Instagram season. Zadarius Smith nuked Thanos, whatever you want to call it, his Instagram of any reference to the Green Bay Packers. Uh, I know he's been floated as a very po- a potential cut candidate. You know, two years ago when he came into Green Bay, phenomenal, had a phenomenal season, helped change the culture in that locker room and especially on defense. Um, Last year, he was hurt for 99% of the season. Uh, Green Bay still had a phenomenal year on defense without him, which I would never have suspected. I figured without Zadarius Smith, your your pass rush is gone. But here comes Rashawn Gary. So, you know, with uh, Zadarius Smith, do we think he's on his way out? Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, and Preston Smith, excuse me, forgot. No disrespect to Preston Smith, who reworked his contract to stay in Green Bay, for one thing, because he was actually floated a year ago as a another cut candidate, but redid his deal, came back cheaper, and had a phenomenal bounce-back season. But uh, Zadari Smith was the biggest splash of that free agency class in 2019. Uh, do we think he's gone? I, I hate to say it's pretty much a foregone conclusion, because he has meant a lot to Green Bay. I'm glad he he played the role he did, but I think it's probably best for everybody to move on at this point, especially with the salary cap. Well, I, my hope is that, um, that they'll, they'll work the same, you know, same kind of magic that they did with Preston Smith um, that you just mentioned uh, with Zedarius this year. I mean, it, it really sucks because um, what he brings on the field is phenomenal and then what he brings to the locker room and off the field is something that is you know just as important if not more um than you know than the talent that he that that he possesses obviously for uh for football um he just brings such a such a light and joy and uh, camaraderie to the team and he's a leader in his own right and to lose that it's a lot more than just losing a good player um, in my opinion and so I I do really really hope that he's able to come back and that we're able to work it out with him in you know like I said in a way that maybe we did with Preston Um, but yeah it just it it's also really shitty because we haven't been able to watch him play for so long because of his injury this year. And so I just, um, you know, he, uh, he, he did make that, that big play, um, his first play back, uh, which was so awesome to see. He got the sack, but um, it's just not enough. And I, I really, really hope he, he, he comes back because I love me some Z. Yeah, I, it's going to be so sad that one of the hardest parts about this whole thing is you do really get attached to these players and their presence on the field, off the field. He has made such a big impact in the way that the Packers present themselves. And um, I've, you know, really, really grown to love you know, his personality, the way that he is with fellow players, um, and you know, how he is off the field as well. So if he leaves, he is definitely going to be missed. Um, 
am I still hopeful that, you know, maybe there is a possibility that uh, he's coming back? Absolutely. But for self-care reasons, you know, I think um, going back to that darn uh, eyeball emoji um, right after our last game of the season, I kind of knew, I kind of had this gut feeling that, you know, that time had kind of come um, and, you know, I, I made peace with it then. Um, and then, you know, his last um, actions on, on social media kind of um, reiterated, reiterated that fact. So um, yeah, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm very sad to see him go if, if, and when that happens um, and wish him nothing but the best. He's just an incredible human being and um, I want to see him do well and, and get back out there. You know, it was hard not seeing him play all season. Um, so Ozzy, Ozzy. Yeah, you know, a lot of the issues actually, I think, even probably started before this injury. Um, it, you know, there was, he was not voted a defensive captain at the start of the season. And there was a whole thing with about that. If anybody remembers us, the captain's chain that he had on Instagram, it seemed like the, uh, it just seemed like the, the writing was on the wall for a while. And then being all with that injury, it just, it, I, we're not, we shouldn't be surprised where this ends, but how it's going to end. It just, it sucks that it has to be that way, but I'll say it for the sixth time. It's a business stuff happens. Um, speaking of business moves um, as well, outside linebackers coach, Mike Smith uh, has now left for the dreaded Minnesota Vikings and Mike Pettin, his old boss, uh, Mike Smith, phenomenal. Again, just like Hackett, phenomenal guy, loves football. Um, but it stinks to see him go, you know, to leave with Patton, who Smith was a Patton hire, by the way. So, you know, I, I can see why he would go there. But, man, it stinks to lose him to the purple team. Yeah. Um, Gross. Gross. This is what uh, Lizzo said when she, uh, he or she sang about another man on the Minnesota Vikings. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, it's well, and you know, going back to Zadarius and Preston, I mean, he he had such a a great um, integral role in in coaching them to being the players that they are. So, just the idea that we could be dealing with the likes of of another Super Smith Bros, but on the opposite side of the ball, I oh god, I just I don't even want to think about that. That's scary. Yeah, I mean it's not quite Brett Favre. I mean it's it's your outside linebackers coach. It's not Brett Favre, but it's still still kind of painful. Um, I understand the loyalty to the boss though. Um, and Mike Penn's also not their defensive coordinator. He's a defensive advisor. Ed Donatel of the fourth uh, and twenty sixth fame. Sorry to bring that up too soon. Uh, is also actually Minnesota's defensive coordinator. So you know they're they're hiring all the Green Bay retreads, which is very on brand for the Vikings. Yeah, there's been so many changes. Um with the coaching staff. I mean, so many, uh, feels like it. Yeah. I'm just like, can we, can, can we get to, I just want to figure out who the team is going to be this, this, uh, coming season. This is always the hardest part, um, is the, the kind of unknown and, and trying to like figure out what it's going to look like next year. Um, but all good things, I think, hopefully. Yeah, I think that's definitely worth watching. Finally, last last topic, um, upcoming salary cap pain. More moves have to be made to get the Packers under the cap, obviously. Um, on the good side, there's actually going to be some probably extensions, notably hopefully for Jair Alexander um, and maybe a couple others, um, Adrian Amos possibly. 
But then you're also looking at the potential of Randall Cobb getting cut, which stinks because he actually played really well in his year back. But that could also be an extension. I'm not saying he's going to get cut, but uh, do we have any other predictions on more on what the next painful move is going to be, not involving somebody named Aaron Rodgers for the salary cap? I think um, I do think that they're going to use the tag on Adams. Um, you know, despite my not wanting it, I do think that they uh, they may release uh, Zadarius and Crosby. Um, you know, going back to to him, I think this might be um, he he may be retiring and or it may be his last year. I'm not sure, but. Um, you know, they, they've already restructured Clarks and, and Bakhtiari is like we, uh, we discussed earlier. Um, Jones is likely going to be the, the last year, uh, for him as a Packer, which again, really sucks. Um, but I do think they're going to extend Rogers contract, um, as well. So those are my, those are my kind of seven main predictions, but there's so many moves. I mean, we, we've got a long way to go still to, to get to where we want to be in terms of the salary cap. So um, it will be really interesting to see kind of how they maneuver that and, and work it, uh, it to, <laughs> to benefit us. Um, it's, it's a lot of moving pieces for sure. Wendy, any prediction for incoming pain? Oh, <laughs> um, I, I don't know guys. Um, I, you know, I, I feel like we are going to have to suffer through some, um, pretty hard blows in terms of letting people go and saying goodbye to some, you know, players that have really been valuable and, um, really fun to watch. Um, I, I just, I have no idea what's going to happen. There's every time I think I know what's going to happen, it, ends up being the opposite or something very, you know, drastically different happens. So I'm not going to make any predictions because I know I'm going to be very wrong. Um, but I, I trust the organization. I trust um, you and the leaders of this team to do what's right for the team. Um, you know, looking ahead um, at the possibilities that we have in front of us. So um, nervous, excited, apprehensive, hopeful, all of the things right now, just all of the things. <laughs> Yeah, it is definitely a very fluid situation. A uh, lot, lot of moves to make. Um, some predictable coming. Some we probably aren't able to predict are probably going to happen, such as the nature of life in the NFL. Uh, so that will actually do it for the inaugural episode, uh, take two of For Cheddar or Worst. Uh, thank you, everybody, very much for listening. Uh, not quite sure when our next episode will be dropping. Uh, it's probably going to be, well, you know, we might, we might record after whenever Rodgers makes his decision. Um, but definitely as we get into free agency season uh, in a few weeks, you'll probably hear from us again. So uh, thank you very much, everybody, for listening. And, thanks uh, for joining us, everyone. Yeah, uh, again, thanks, guys. And, and, yeah, um, thank you, Wendy. For uh, Wendy will be a recurring guest, um, so she'll, she'll be jumping in every, every once in a while. Heck yes. Yep. Uh, glad, glad to have her. Um, and obviously, you know, with everything going on in the world right now, hold those you love close. Tell them you love them because, man, life can change in a heartbeat. It really can. Yeah. 
Yeah. So on that, so on, yeah. (laughs) And on that note, I love all of you who are listening (laughs) and I love everyone on the, uh, on the call too. Um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, you know, we're united through, through the Packers. So at least we have that. Exactly. You know, that's, you know, it's, 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 well, sports will always be there and thank God for it because it keeps us off of the real crazy stuff of this world. So mm-hmm. on that note, on that note, thank you everybody for listening. Uh, go Pack Go and hurry up, Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> go Pack Go. Can't wait to, uh, can't wait to do it again. Yep. Talk soon guys. All right. Bye. More to do's, less time and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.